The title of this morning's talk came from uh, my friend and student, Mayun, who lives in Saint-Malo, France. She texted this to me, talking about she just finished uh, four hours of block sitting, and she uh, calls that a self-gift to herself. So, a self-gift. So, of course, you could say, I always know. I thought there wasn't any self, or I thought, and all that. So you can get into all kinds of conversations about it. But but to actually see that uh, your deep nature needs to be seen. Your surface personality, ideas, likes, dislikes, evaluations. I don't care how correct they are. You only have so much time here. Time is short from the point of view of relative truth. And ultimately, there's no such, there's no, no such thing as time or space for that matter. So good luck with that. Don't believe me. Don't disbelieve me. Don't look away, as I say, hundreds of times. So she found some value in sitting, uh, saw how valuable that was to sit down, hold still, don't do anything, but just see, observe, witness everything that is still doing something, thinking, processing, evaluating, judging, fretting, worrying. <clears throat> In order to see your true nature, in, in order to see your nature before your parents' birth, before your parents were born, you were. Or I should say, you are. It's, it's, it's so valuable that you can't even sell it, you can't market it because I, there's no proof to it. <clears throat> Sometimes uh, just uh, that segment of time uh, is, uh, shows up even stronger than someone who has done several solitary retreats of 10, 15, 20 days or whatever. Sometimes just sitting down in here, in your home, facing a wall, looking at a wall, find out who you are. This is not about believing in Buddhism. I don't even believe in Buddhism. I'm a Buddhist monk. There's nothing to believe here. That's a misunderstanding. Belief is a lower level of understanding, not wrong. Some people need to have, they need to have someone else who created everything, someone else to pray to, someone else to, they should do it. They should, you should do what you need to do. But if you're listening to me, then there's a possibility, especially if you consider yourself a student of Buddhism, there's a possibility you might, might want to know about this particular way of doing it, which the Buddha discovered 2,500 years ago in the midst of a lot of confusion back then, as it is now. People trying to find out what's right, what's wrong. Are the Brahmins right? <coughs> He was one of quite a number of people who are wandering around trying to find out what this was after he left his, uh, his uh, kingdom that he was supposed to inherit. <clears throat> so the idea of a gift is uh, you're, you might think that going to get ice cream is a gift or yeah, or maybe even getting a, a PhD in uh, ancient history is a gift. And of course it is. That's, that's a very relative situation. But to put everything in neutral, sit down, hold still, and observe the movement of the crazy mind that keeps grasping at this and refusing that, believing in this and not believing in that, and ignoring that. Belief, disbelief, ignorance. 
three poisons, passion, aggression, and ignorance, continue to rotate, and they're going to do they're going to do that right up until the time of your death, unless you see what is fundamentally true, which is not governed by that. So the gift, sometimes uh, like uh, Mayun in France, sit down and look at that, and that's she texted me. This is a self gift. And she's done a few of those, so several people in here have done those. And uh, people, my Andrew just got out of a 10-day retreat. Uh, Shoka just went into, a, uh, I think, a 12-day solitary retreat last night. That's, a, that's actually, if you make it into it, that's a block sitting every morning from 8 till noon, every morning from 8 till noon, and then two hours in the afternoon, two hours in the evening, eating, sleeping, reading a little bit, not doing much else. And what you end up seeing there is your own personal, your own personal, you see your, the way your mind works on a fundamental level. Everything that you can continue to ignore uh, or complain about or make excuses for uh, or elevate or tamp down in your everyday situation, you can do by just your activity. As soon as the body starts to, mo to move, the body mind are not separate. Notice the little smile. Body mind are not separate. They looks, they seem separate. I can sit here and I can think about being over there. I can go over there and I can think about being over here. We're incredibly creative. It's so creative that we actually confuse ourselves with our intelligence because of the self-centeredness. Because we think I need to get what I want and good luck to you guys. This is why the Bodhisattva vow in this tradition is to save all beings. It means help people, simply put, help them. Not necessarily the way they want help, might be in a way that they don't particularly want help, but even in that area, you have to get permission from them. You can't help somebody who's shutting down. You might be making things worse for them because they'll fight with you, they'll fight with anything, don't agree with anything, don't look away. <clears throat> so the idea of the using the, that same... Uh, Understanding that uh, Mayun ha had there, of it, uh, it's you're actually initially it looks like you're you got better things to do than sit there and hold still and don't not do anything, but then uh, to actually do that you realize some something much deeper than that, for lack of a better metaphor, much deeper or more vast or more more genuine something is is uh, is understood. It's not that something else happens. It's some kind of understanding begins to show up. So, so give, give, give that to yourself. Give, give yourself some space to get to know yourself, to find out who you are, what, who this is, what, what this person is. This, this same person that gets irritated with somebody else, what somebody else said, and gets upset because they're not getting what they want over here. They want that. It should be obvious that they should get that. They deserve it. We talk to ourselves, I deserve this. <laughs> Go ahead, Michael. What's the relationship to that sitting and then returning to beginner's mind? What's the question? Give me the question. What is returning to beginner's mind? <clears throat> Probably the simplest way to say it is just simplifying everything and coming down to beginner, just a beginner, just the table, the rug, your hands. Beginner, you're just here, just present. Don't really, you're not really operating out of some kind of credential of who I am, what I know, how smart I am. 
you're not refusing that either because we're not trying to build ourselves into some kind of humble person. Just beginner. As uh, uh, Suzuki Roshi said back in the 1960s, in the expert's mind, uh, possibilities are few. But in the beginner's mind, the possibilities are unlimited. So there, it's like the, the expert's mind has all of their ideas or credentials, what they know, what they can do, what their abilities, their description of themselves. You notice how you're continually describing yourself, how you're doing, who you're, who, what's happening, how you're feeling. This right there is a, a big enough red flag to show you there's no solid self or you wouldn't need to keep convincing yourself you're okay. The whole idea of self-esteem is a misunderstanding. It actually is a detour that takes you off and stops you from going on the spiritual path. Let's just stay, stay over here at this little rest area and just work on our self-esteem and so we can have a really strong ego so we can deal with the world. When you come in and sit down and face the wall, pretty much beginner's mind you sit there and you may you may have cranked up a few ideas about yourself and what you're able to do you may just get off on being able to stay there which isn't exactly a bad thing to do pretty strong accomplishment if you can sit still for several hours it's not about getting rid of your self-centeredness your ego it's about seeing it it's about seeing that you're buying into some propaganda about yourself no need to take a position on anything no need to believe in Buddhism or disbelieve in something else or take any kind of position. The important thing seems to be to whatever is moving, receive it. Whatever is moving, just observe it. Shodo. How does the self-gift show up in the teaching of the threefold purity? Yeah, there is no giver. That would be a way of addressing the word self and the word gift. Threefold purity is no giver, no gift, no giving. It's empty of a gift, empty of giving, and empty of an identity. Therefore, it's the truth. It's ultimately the truth, the truth. And you're not separate from that. And you aren't going to get any any credentials. Uh, you're not going to get any help from over here saying, yeah, you're doing good, keep going. Unless it's for me, I tend to do that. But it works. Everyone is uh, different. Some people need uh, some some help in that area. So we have a sangha, have a community of people who live together and support each other, and and give each other a hard time. <laughs> it's the idea. You're actually with a community that is doing this very similar thing to what you're doing. So therefore, it's your chance to be with people that you don't necessarily agree with, but yet your fundamental situation is you. You're working with it in the same way. You might have the same teacher, have the same path. Threefold purity is like that. There's, it looks like something is happening, but fundamentally nothing happens. Kiyun. How do we receive our self-gift? I'm not sure you mean by how do we receive it. It's just a way of, it's a way of talking about it. And when Mayun sent me that, I thought that's I like that. I like that. What, you're actually you're actually instead of doing this and this and this and, and bailing after forty five minutes, you're going to sit down and you're going to strike the bell and then have some kind of a timekeeping device, not necessarily a cell phone or a smartphone, something to keep track of the time. Then four hours later, strike the bell again. 
and what you've done is you're you receive whatever shows up in that four-hour space, and, and it'll be different every time until it's not. So, to try, I'm trying to respond to your question the way I think you're asking it is just how do we how do we we just receive it, whatever the content is, receive it until you see uh, the form, and then when you see the form, then you'll see the emptiness. And when you see the emptiness, then you see it's also empty of emptiness. That's why this is here. If you need a why. I'm coming, I'm understanding this out of awareness. I, I'm not a physicist. I could barely add up a column of figures and I can't do long division. Long division always looks like the continent of Africa. Numbers, another number, more numbers there, and then it goes like this. And it's wrong. <laughs> I still have a paper that I think it was maybe eighth grade or something in long division where there were seven of them. Every single one was wrong. And why was it wrong? I'm not very smart. I mean, I'm not very, very good at taking numbers and adding them up or dividing them. I tend to transpose things, go back and forth. Numbers just look like little bunny rabbits to me, especially a six. <laughs> Like a rabbit, hard to shake that, and I'm not. I have no interest in shaking it anymore. Other than the block sitting, there are other forms of self gifts. This, this being, I mean, depends on how much you want to do that. Everything you donate your life to the Dharma. That's what's happening here. And but there, then there's there isn't anyone. There isn't anyone doing anything. Nobody gets credit. You'll know if that's uh, if you're uh, getting uh, you'll have an idea to, if you need feedback if you if when somebody compliments you you don't puff up when somebody criticizes you you don't you don't uh, slink away you don't you don't you don't believe disbelieve anything you're not affected by people's opinions you're not even affected by your own opinions you don't have to get rid of your opinions you just have to see that you have positions. And by not doing anything with them, then you also see where they get their energy from, where they actually started. It's like a mouse with a really long tail. I don't really like that. It is that. Nah, it's not that. <laughs> I couldn't pull that one off. Andrew. Considering about others without caring about their opinions. Hear their opinion and listen to their opinion and interact with them around their opinion, but realize that it's an, it's based on relative truth. It's based on judgment. So the it's the, the, what, what the person, uh, the way you really help the person is to have respect for the person. Don't interfere with other people's confusion, which means don't correct their opinions. Don't even point out their opinions. Just listen, receive, 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 observe, observe. When it's with your mind, observe. When it's someone else coming this way, just receive. That doesn't mean believe it. They might even think you're you're believing it. One time, I some Jehovah's Witnesses came to the door, and because I like people and I'm very curious, uh, they they wanted to come in, so I invited them in. It's been a few years ago, and we sat down and they talked and talked and had little charts and everything, and pointed to the way they and I. So, and then they finally looked, can we sign you up for classes? I said, no, I'm, I just was interested in what you were doing. They said, well, this and this. And I said, well, I already have a spiritual path. Then that 
think they start closing their books. Don't <laughs> tell them about that. So, but it's the idea of uh, you do the best you can to be with whatever's arising, rather than come back and disagree or argue. It's it's not helpful to, to disagree or argue, particularly more. So it's basically you're, you're respecting the the person, their ideas. They might have, they might be adding on depending on their style. They might be adding on this or that about the way you're responding. They're probably interpreting everything that's happening. So they, and you're just you just uh, you're just looking at them. You're just watching and observing. So that would be you're respecting them. That's going to show up uh, in this area of that person rather than in this area or this area. Because you're just yes. What can we do when it seems like our receiving them is causing them suffering, like giving them space? Giving them space? Sometimes just listening to someone seems to cause an adverse reaction in them. Because you don't know who you're talking, you don't know who you're listening to. You, you're actually, you're actually, and if you ask me, so here it comes. You're actually working with your projection of that person rather than who is actually the, the way that person is actually there. If you see how they're, they're there, then you, then there'll be just enough feedback. So that won't happen. It's called communication. Follow me a little bit. Yeah. You're, you're, you're getting a little worried about what, how, what effect your words are going to have on that person. It seems that's how it looks the way you're saying it, the way the, the way that you're asking the question. Perhaps not, but look more closely at your assumption about the other person and their ideas, their opinions, or their apparent ideas and opinions. Michael? What do you do if, if they're, even if you just give them a small response and they get very upset? So it's such a specific situation, you know, like what was the small response was like, like that? Or, you know? I mean, uh, it's, a lot depends on what's gone before. If it's somebody you just met or if it's somebody you've been, or been with for many years, you know, then uh, the, some things are already there. You know, it's going to take some time. And just stick with a small response, I would say. Less is better in that case. Just stick with that. Or when I say stick with it, uh, don't, don't, don't explain. If they get very upset, then just receive them being upset. People are suffering. And some people, especially whether there was somebody they're very intimate with, those are the people that are going to get the, a full dose of how they feel about you and about the world and their and the raw deal they've gotten from their birth and on and on and on. Complaining, 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 complaining. It's like tar putting tarpaulins over everything that you should be looking at. When I say should, you know what I mean, don't you? Yeah. So is everything that that we hear just someone's opinion then? Well, of course. Even this is functions like that, and that's why I say to I say don't believe anything I say. I'm not just, but I'm also saying don't disbelieve it either. Consider it, listen to it, see how it how it how it feels to you, or how it looks, or how it thinks, whatever it is. Not, it's not particularly helpful to try to convince someone or propagandize because then we're operating on very low level of relative truth, a plus and minus. War and peace, war and peace. War and peace are not separate from each other. Someone who, who says we need to make peace. Peace is already the, the case. Just stop fighting. Peace is already, so this is, it already is peaceful. <laughs> it already is awakening. This is the Buddha already. It's already the case. You know, if you see this, you don't never have to meditate again. See it now. 
Yes. Um, specifically with like the teacher situation, what's the difference between believing the teacher and giving the teacher the benefit of the doubt? You might go back and forth between those. But it's still awareness is looking at it. Awareness is you notice that you're hanging on to one thing and then some something else you're not so sure of and you'll give the benefit of the doubt to that. So you may rotate around a little bit. Is the benefit of the doubt free of grasping? Yeah. yeah there's, a, there's a lot of openness there. There's there's no, no grasping. There's no demand being made. You just... Benefit of the doubt is just a way of saying... Um, if you were to write a paragraph on it or something, it's a way of saying, I'm not sure what's happening there, but this is this is the teaching. This is my teacher is presenting this in a certain way, and I'm not sure exactly how that is, but I'm gonna I'm gonna stay in there and, and continue to look at that and see if see if some clarity around that begins to rise. Don't squeeze things for, to get clarity. Then we're going back to samsara. People try to wring a little bit of happiness out of relative truth. Uh, it works for about 15 minutes, three and a half years, and then everything collapses because it's relative truth. It's cyclic. And I just heard, I heard Neil deGrasse Tyson, who I generally like to listen to him, all right, but I heard him talk about astrology. I <laughs> just completely missed the whole point hmm. about astrology. You know, just uh, because he's extremely smart, but very full of himself. I mean, I don't mean that negatively. I'm saying he's he's thinks he's the person. He's an astrophysicist. I think, you know, he's smart, really smart, way smarter than this person, way more. You know, remember, kind of Africa bunny rabbits. You know, that doesn't work too well to be a even a, a high school graduate, let alone a nuclear or a astrophysicist. That wasn't meant to mock anyone, except for people in my family. That came from Tennessee. <laughs> Anybody want to fight? fight about that? That's <laughs> <laughs> where my dad is from. Robert L. Brown Jr., who died at age 26 in the Second World War, a war he did not want to go to, and there wasn't any way to get out of it. And he knew he wasn't coming back. And he was a Pisces. <laughs> so. And the whole idea about it, even astrology isn't something to believe in or disbelieve in, but you could look at it and not not necessarily apply a whole bunch of ideas and rules and laws. Just he just misunderstands it. It's interesting that he wouldn't have a wider vision, but apparently doesn't. Nor did Carl Sagan. He had the same positionality on that. Further questions? From Mayun in France. Mm -hmm. She asks, what do you mean by to see the form? So seeing the content is uh, has attributions around it, has sharp edges and soft edges. And you would think that that's the form, uh, but that's where the belief of disbelief comes in. But when you see the form, you see the form and the space at the same time. And you see they're, they're, they're not separate. And there's no personality there anymore. There's no plus or minus. And this is terrifying to ego. Ego does not want that much openness. It's like agoraphobia. Well, the camels help, but basically it's too much desert. <laughs> open space, open space. <clears throat> and not only the open space, uh, 
interesting thing is the very open space you're looking at is the open space of your mind. They're not separate. It's like uh, Meister Eckhart said in the in the in the uh, 13th century, who who I think they probably burned him at the stake for his uh, truthiness. He said, "The eye with which I see God is the same eye with which God sees me." And he also said, "If." The truth goes that way, and God goes that way. I can let God go and follow the truth. That's a Buddhist talking. There wasn't any Buddhism then. It's just that he was an unusual being. Andrew? I feel a strong desire to improve things and make things more efficient, which seems directly at odds with taking things as they are. How can I resolve those? So... Uh, just just watch the improvement mind. Watch the mind that wants something else or wants to polish something up or take the edges off. Just just observe that. And then you may do some of that, just like you. We need to, we need to function in a relative wor a world. The, the Zen way of talking about it is chop wood, carry water. Before enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. After enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. So it's very, very pra practical. Uh, of all the teachings, it's probably the most practical because it doesn't posit anything else but this. And it says this is, and it's not pantheism. It's not saying everything is God. It's not make, really making any statement, particularly. It has to make statements in order to, in order to, back away from the finger pointing part of the mind. So don't add on your concern about that. Just continue to function, function, improve some things, uh, and you'll you'll notice that nothing lasts. This is a the, one of the three marks of existence of uh, impermanent suffering and egolessness. Uh, impermanence, nothing, anything you can point to, think up, anything, a thought, a horrible worry in your mind about what's going to happen in 20 minutes, nothing lasts. Open heart surgery, very painful, doesn't last. It slowly goes away. There's other, other things that don't slowly, slowly go away. They hang around and then that's irritating because hasn't that suffering heard about impermanence? <laughs> what do you have to lecture that? Find that impermanence and scold them more. How does that sort of suffering hang around longer than other things that seem to fade away quicker? It's just, it's just the appearance. It's just the way it's structured. Uh, just uh, uh, it's, it's there, it's there, it's there. It doesn't seem to, and our, we keep evaluating it, and it doesn't seem to go down, doesn't go down. And then, you know, we're just about ready to, you know, you know, re remove something, literally remove something that's uh, painful, uh, then, then it starts to go the other way, starts to relax. The body is quite a bit like that. People who have any kind of body pain, sometimes they fade out, like the having your chest chopped open, and uh, that tends to go slowly because it's a, it's a wound that heals. But there's other things uh, like... Uh, you know, tendonitis and back problems, sometimes back problems with several people here have back problems that seem to seem like they're gone away and then suddenly they come back and you can't find the causes and conditions. So it's very, so what it does is it brings us into some kind of feeling like, I, you know, something needs to be figured out here where we can make that. It's just that the relative situation is so confusing. That's an example I sometimes use is all the trees in the world have the roots underground, except some and the, and the, uh, South American rainforest have decided to put their roots in the air and their leaves underground. You heard about those? Only from you. <laughs> I don't believe anything I said. 
I'll say anything to teach. <laughs> if you don't believe anything, you don't disbelieve anything, and you don't look away from anything, you're liberated. And it won't feel like you're liberated, because if it does, that's self-centeredness. If you feel like you're awake, you're not. If you think you're awake, if you think you're getting more and more awake, you're probably going more and more to sleep and feeding yourself a line of, uh, I want to do that. <laughs> do you mind, parents? Do you mind if she comes up? Okay, okay show me how to do that. What were you doing? Okay. Okay. Oh, like that? Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, I can be taught. <laughs> yes. You just said, I'll do anything to teach. Yes. I'll say anything to teach. Did I say that? Yes. At least that's what I wrote down. I'll say okay. anything to teach. Yes. Is that an attitude that we can carry into our political situation? When mm-hmm. It's too, it's too, there's too many, you know, the, the, the political situation is frustrating. I know everybody has difficulty in different directions. You know, not all on the same page here. There aren't any pages. It's very confusing and, and it triggers things that are way, way buried. Uh, so I would, I would say in so much as you can, try to receive as much as you can. Stay in, stay in touch with every, everything and everyone. Train your mind so that you can see more clearly. You won't necessarily feel better about it, but you, the clarity is not a credential. It, it doesn't. You can't convert how clear you are into a credential. If you do, it's not really credential. It's some kind of a a mirror-like structure that uh, convinces you that your self-centeredness is somehow doing okay or getting getting somewhere. Something like that, like the political situation, um, just looks wrong. Are we failing to give that situation the benefit of the doubt? Not necessarily. If it looks wrong. It's like you know we don't. It's it's the it's the middle way. So if someone is in the kitchen, and you know we have different diets here, and someone is in there and is about to eat something distasteful, you know, like well, I'm not going to say that, but you know what I mean. If somebody's in there, so that looks like. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean? Is that funny? <laughs> no comment. But at the same time, don't don't necessarily uh, uh, believe it or disbelieve it. Don't do anything with it. Just notice your perception. Notice your notice everything that shows up. It's a it's uh, you're participating in the world. The right and wrong are extra. We're not saying there aren't people who are suffering so much that they want to literally destroy other people in order to so they'll feel better. There's that there's very, very deep confusion, and it's everywhere. It's in the people who are apparently trying to do good, apparently, and the people who are apparently trying to do, who think they're trying to do good, who justify it and are actually making things. It's, it's too confusing to go in to step into that because you can't, you can't, um, that's a, a maelstrom, that's a whirlwind, that's a tsunami that is in, totally impersonal. Everything's impersonal. And if you try to make it personal, you're in for it. And it can also take you right to the top where you'll be in charge of everything. And it can take you right to the bottom where, where you're, just a, you're just a ground pounder or infantryman. You know, you're just one of the people that needs to follow orders. That's why when somebody says they're going into the military, which I think Dallas did recently, and I, 
have done everything but chain him to a wall somewhere. They can even not go in. And I understand his situation because it's a difficulty, you know, finding work and all that. But I haven't told him yet. But if, you, if you're listening, Dallas, move to Finland. <laughs> Norway, move to Norway. Much better there. So, yes. What does it look like for us not to give a situation the benefit of the doubt? To add to it your ideas about it, even even when they're accurate, you don't need. If you have if you have the idea about it, you don't have to add to it. You can just see that you you can feel it. You can feel the texture of the disagreement. That don't you don't have to turn it into a word. That's why I often say don't name, or if you do name something, peel that name away and give it some oxygen. Because nothing lasts. So the very thing you've named, you've sealed it off so it can't change, or at least slows down the change. Because then your concept is part of what you're what is there, and then it, and then it starts to be what propaganda or opinion or nationality or any kind of structure that gives a hideout to the self-centeredness. Or you follow it? What did I say? I try to watch you while I write something down. I see that. Yeah, that's yeah. all right. That's also awareness. We have some time. If there's other questions, you. Um, you just said it slows down the change. Is there something that increases the change? Yeah, don't don't do anything with it. So when something is happening that you disagree with, or you don't like, or you think it's difficult to do anything with it, you know it, it it seals it up so that it can't it can't. So you're you're actually your self centeredness. You're preventing it from functioning. Uh, as uh, as it would openly in dependent origination by adding your own opinion idea to it. So I'm not saying it's you're going to be able to manipulate it particularly, but over time that tends to add up and take the whole thing a different direction, more personalized. It's called uh, delusion. Questions from people who haven't asked questions? Joseph? Is, uh, if, if you refuse to chop wood, yes. is it still a good idea to sit? <laughs> Give, give me a, a bigger, I understand the, the images, but give me, give me a bigger picture. Um, trying to get to the relationship between things we have to do and the, the form of, of, uh, of meditation, of sitting practice. So I, I have to say it this way, that no matter what happens in any other area, that the only thing that I really emphasize a lot is to sit down, hold still, and watch what's moving. And this is, I call this training your mind, because what you're doing is you're, by not at, anytime you move towards something or back away or shut down on anything, you're, you're exercising the apparent muscles of ego. And I would say to, just stop, stop nurturing that self-centered situation. And the way to do that is to sit down, hold still, and watch the way the movement gets its sustenance. The movement against the movement for or the movement away. Watch that, and that way the your Buddha nature starts to become apparent. Uh, and it can't really become apparent to itself because an eye can't see itself. So you just you're just here. No credential. You know the only reason we talk about Buddha is to teach, but there is there's no such thing. So I understand what you say. Don't want to shop with don't want to do this, don't want to do that. I'm not gonna interfere with that so much, but I would say at fine time where you slow down and you do nothing, put, put, it, put it in neutral, put the whole thing in neutral for periods of time. Call it meditation, call it awareness, 
and don't do anything with it to try to make that awareness stronger. Actually see the weakness of the awareness. This is what is done in other lineages, other traditions work with this differently. And, and they should, they should do whatever they want. I just don't teach that. What I teach is slow everything down so you can watch what moves. More? I don't want to freeze to death. You don't? Well, light a fire. Keep it very simple. Uh, you know, your, your particular style is to get very abstract about things and then try to figure. It's not that that's incorrect. It's just you don't have to do it quite that much. Stay in your senses. Stay in the sense of, of uh, seeing, smelling, tasting, touching, and thinking. A very Just simple, direct, direct perception of everything. And the way you can do that is not by maintaining some idea of it, but by actually holding still, sitting still. There isn't anything else. If you think there is, you'll spin and suffer. Not a, not a condemnation, just, I guess you'd call it an observation. It certainly happens over here. Yes? Um, this last question, and we need to move on. Certainly. <clears throat> it's from Kevin Talmy out in Brooklyn, New York. Who's going to be here next week? Until um, February. February. Uh, he says, I experience a lot of haziness in my practice, which seems to fall under the umbrella of ignorance. Is that enough, just seeing that, or is the haziness occluding OCCLU? No. no. Just awareness is awareness. Awareness of haziness is not haziness. Awareness of ignorance is not ignorance. I should be looking there. Is that what your body language is about? Kevin's right in there. He is not. <laughs> not <Kevin. laughs> <laughs> so just just as, uh, it's just it might it may change it may take you in a in an area that I'm not particularly bringing up but if you if you add anything to it if you make any judgment about it it's extra and everything stops at that uh, that conclusion don't conclude and the way we do that is to see the way we keep concluding everything coming to opinions and ideas and judgments and sure we have to do some of that we have to decide do we get a 50 gallon water heater or do we get a 75 gallon water heater well how much is it going to cost let's find the person who knows about math <laughs> find the person who knows how to how to pick up what heavy water heaters which should be in this case should be Danny, <laughs> Danielle, and Shoto. Down the steps. So, very pragmatic. It's, it's, it's extremely practical. Is training your mind practical? Doesn't matter. No sales pitch in particular. I mean, it probably sounds like I'm doing that to some extent because it might be a good idea to find out who you are. Uh, otherwise, uh, not wrong. You're, you're, you can't. Who you are can't be destroyed. Your body's going down, of course, but who you are is it's going to keep coming back here for the lesson after lesson after lesson. You know, it's like the talks I keep giving. Uh, you know, just observe number eight or just observe number nine. The talks I just just observe. And same thing with lifetime after life. Just lifetime number four thousand five hundred and eighty-six million. We keep doing this over and over again, and yet nothing occurs, fundamentally. A uh, follow-up question from Kevin, and then we do need to move on. Okay. He asks, so awareness of ignorance is just awareness? Yes. Thank you very much. So we'll stand and dedicate the merit in the back of our yellow chant books. I'd like to remind everybody about the donation boxes we have in the hallway.
as always, we gratefully receive and uh, appreciate and need your financial support. We also take PayPal and debit and credit cards. May the Americans penetrate into all places so that we and every sentient being together can realize the Buddha's way. Family, friends, and visitors. Heal everyone who's unhappy, sick, or suffering.